Hello and welcome back to the first Asima Talks of 2021. And to start off our first episode of the year, it's my pleasure to welcome back Rowan McDonald, the Chief Executive Officer of Litsema Corporate Finance. Rowan, how are you? Uh, how has your 2021 treated you thus far? Hi, Adam. Uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Thanks. It seems like a few people are starting to wake up. It seems like it's getting off to a good start. I'm very glad to hear that. And uh, I hope for everybody else listening out there that your 2021 has started off because I know 2020 was tough for many people. And I guess in a way, our subject today will be dealing with that COVID-19 has naturally affected everyone's lives, many industries and sectors around the world. With one sector in particular that suffered heavily is aviation. Yes. You don't want to call it an industry in crisis, but uh, I know according to the International Air Transport Association, uh, the sector's total losses in 2020 totaled 118 billion US dollars with demand down. 61 mm. percent uh, in 2019 and uh, since the arise of the pandemic other industries from freight to tourism have suffered tremendously so so Rowan, i know this is a sector you have a lot of experience in. you've worked with both national uh, and regional airlines uh, with passengers not traveling based on the available data within the aviation sector what is the current state of the sector at large Sure, Adam. Yeah, uh, it's to to say that the, the the industry is in crisis is probably not far off the truth. Mm. Um, being uh, the industry has just taken a massive pounding. And to explain it, I mean, it probably helps to explain a couple of ratios first that they use mm. in the industry. The one is revenue passenger kilometers, which explains the the kilometers travelled by paying passengers. And then there's another one called available seat kilometers, which is it shows the the capacity available to generate revenue. And airlines generally try to to match the the revenue passenger kilometers to the, the available seat kilometers as much as possible because obviously that creates efficiencies. You don't want planes with no with no people in them flying yes. all over the place. Mm. So in the industry, you can see that when COVID hit, available seat kilometers, sorry, the revenue passenger kilometers mm. dropped from about seven hundred billion pre-COVID to under fifty billion within a series of a few months so it just literally mm. demolished demolished the industry and there have been recoveries but it's really not not been close to what it was pre-covid so we're sitting now on probably about 200 billion a month so, down from seven 700 billion mm. Mm, so the industries that put it very approximately a third of the size of what yeah. it was pre-covid yeah it okay. is and um so international was obviously hit far worse because yes. you know countries closing their borders and that sort of thing the year-on-year -year, um, RPK or revenue passenger kilometers mm. actually dropped 98% in the international and 86% in domestic. Okay, and the, the the domestic is is now recovering quite nicely, although with the second waves it has flattened off a bit, but it's still 40% off what it was. Okay, the international is is still struggling to take off. It's still struggling to take off, and and obviously we've still got countries with closed borders. We've got depressed mm -hmm. travel confidence. People are not sure when they want to travel, even if they did open the borders, yes. and so we've got a lot a lot of uncertainty at both at a sort of a macroeconomic level, mm -hmm. you know, where where countries are are not sure what's happening, but then also at an individual traveler level, they're going to hold off on their travels until they're absolutely 100 percent sure. So both of the, both of those factors are really really hitting the industry hard. So unfortunately. It doesn't paint a pretty picture. We've also seen that airlines have been trying to increase their capacity in the hope mm -hmm. that people will start traveling. So we've seen the available seat kilometers improve quite nicely, but people aren't traveling. So mm -hmm. the, the, the revenue 
passenger kilometers hasn't increased nearly as much, which is which is difficult. You, we, they talk about load factors, which is in essence just the, the number of passengers on, on a plane, the yes. percentage of, of passengers that are traveling on a plane as a, as a percentage of the capacity. And mm. so load factors are, have dropped off significantly too. So the airlines are trying their best to start creating more opportunities for people to travel and trying to increase their capacity and people aren't traveling. So we've seen the, the available seat kilometers uh, increasing and you know and that's airlines trying their best to to create capacity but the revenue passenger kilometers hasn't um, hasn't improved nearly as much because of the fact that you know the load factors on the planes are just not there they, they, they're dropping off and it's that's a sign that really that the actual passengers themselves are not really so keen to travel yet either so it's it's just it's just really tough times you know and and as a double whammy if you if you're increasing your capacity, Airlines have, are, have have immense costs. It's a quite a low margin business, high mm. volume. You know, if you if you're increasing your capacity, that adds to your cost line uh, materially. And if people aren't traveling, it it just it causes losses to get bigger, unfortunately. So there is a recovery happening, but it is uh, it's a slow process. But in a nutshell, it's based on your explanation now. The two classic problems: chicken and egg. Uh, when do yeah. we increase capacity to meet future demand, but also supply and demand? Uh, they are mm. hoping to get ahead of the supply curve, but the demand currently doesn't exist. And you noted uncertainty, the mm. the uh, COVID variant that was discovered in South Africa, and I know it's been called the South African variant, variant but it's a bit of a misnomer, uh, reportedly. But uh, things like that, mm. closed borders of South Africa, you can no longer, no, could no longer travel to uh, the United mm. Kingdom. As an instance, mm. these sort of unknowables, impossible to plan for, for large organizations. Yeah. Now, now yeah. in the sector itself, you get, private and state-owned airlines. I know South Africa is familiar with South African Airways, um, and then there's there's other private ventures. From a financing perspective, what are the specific challenges that are facing private airlines and then state-owned airlines uh, within the current sector? I mean, everybody's under tremendous pressure, but I imagine the, the challenges are just somewhat different depending on their ownership mm. model. Yeah, all airlines operate in a similar fashion, you know, we, we we did some research on on some 44 airlines around the world, and and you looked at profit margins of those airlines and, and efficiency ratios and that sort of thing. You know, we, we worked out that a kind of a median uh, EBIT margin, earnings before interest and tax, is about six percent for a uh, functioning airline. Now, you know, you get some that perform much better and some that perform much worse, and you generally find that the state carriers the the government-owned airlines are, you know, on the lower margin of that. So, and, and I think it's just be, obviously because there's there's an imperative to obviously create jobs, etc. It's not purely about profits. So, so what that means, obviously, then you know, if something like this happens, and these airlines are massive, massive businesses, and you're thinking, you know, you've got businesses with 30, 40 billion US dollars turnover. And with a 6% margin, you know, that's not a great margin for error. So something comes off the top line, the revenue line, and it, and it goes straight to the bottom very quickly. And that's exacerbated or exaggerated with a, with a state-owned airline because they're even lower margins. So all the, all the airlines are facing the same problems. Just because an, an airplane is on the ground doesn't mean it doesn't need to be maintained. There are strict, strict maintenance protocols that have to be complied with. So whether they're flying or not, they, there's, there's a massive amount of fixed costs a time like this, obviously, your revenue disappears, but it's it's actually hard to manage costs. So they they have the same problems, but it is exacerbated in a government-owned airline just because of those those sort of other nuances that they have to deal with. Uh, in a way, the private sector airlines, uh, I, don't, I mean, it depends on the nature of the context of the state-owned airline. They don't have a public stakeholder. 
who could possibly provide mm, financing mm. if necessary. You know, Qantas mm. faced they, they faced certain issues in Australia, as an example, mm. here in South Africa. Uh, mm. the SAA, it's very much top of public mind at the moment in terms of the processes mm. happening there. Uh, but so when I guess look at the private airlines in particular, because they very much have to run on their own steam. You you mentioned yeah. that they are trying to anticipate the demand curve increasing. What else mm. does the recovery path look like? And also for I guess one could talk about up and downstream industries from travel agents mm. to mm. parts manufacturers. Um, is there a recovery path, uh, even to speak of at this stage? Definitely is. I mean, we've we've chatted to a couple of airlines and the domestic front. They're they're really hoping for quite a strong recovery towards the end of 2021. And um, but it's obviously the international airlines are a bit more uncertain. IATA are forecasting a, a decent recovery. They're saying it should start the second half of, of 2021. And where I think you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that the industry experienced a net loss of $118 billion. That's expected to improve to $38 billion loss in 2020, yes. in 2021, which is still not great. Revenue, you know, passenger numbers are expected to improve nicely, but they're still going to be a significant chunk off of the 2019 mm. passenger numbers. So I would say when you're talking domestic travel, it's probably you're probably looking at a full recovery towards the second half of 2022, I would I would estimate. And then international is, is probably going to be a good year after that, I would expect. So it's, it's going to take a while, unfortunately. You know, there's obviously earnings actually is probably mm. also a factor in terms of, you know, people are probably just tightening their belts as a whole as a result of COVID. Sure. Leisure travel is probably going to mm. decrease and take a while to recover. And the reduction in work travel, uh, the remote yes. working, uh, I don't want to call it revolution, but that process has been accelerated uh, by COVID-19 yes, yeah. business travel and actually be impacted, yes. as I said, also downstream conference facilities, etc. So the recovery is underway slowly, particularly at domestic level. Uh, it will mm-hmm. take longer. International, I guess it, it's more uncertain, particularly with I'll call it the vaccine bulge. Certain mm-hmm. countries will be more vaccinated than others over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. the EU, there was talk of a vaccination passport in terms of mm-hmm. uh, uh, whether that should be implemented. A highly complex situation. So, I mean, you are involved with airlines. Uh, and I see that we are running out of time. So if um, an aviation professional or executive is listening to this and they're interested in approaching you uh, to learn about how Litsema and Litsema Corporate Finance can assist their airline, in these pressing challenges of which you've highlighted now, uh, where can we help? Um, Adam, work that we've done previously, we've acted as um, valuation advisors for airlines. We've acted as uh, independent experts in terms of certain transactions that uh, that airlines need to do in order to, to recover and, and get out. Also, given the state of the industry, there's a lot of funding required. And they can't just disappear. They can't just go under. So there is a lot of investment required into those businesses. And one of the services that we that we offer is is capital raising services. Then you know obviously that would couple also with M and A advisory services because part of a recovery or part of a rescue plan for an airline you know may involve a transaction where an acquirer comes in and injects money, or uh, you know a banking institution is looking to inject debt funding. So so we could look at valuations. We could look at expert opinions advisory services, M&A and capital raising. We could assist the, the, the airlines with financial modeling services. You know, we've built very detailed models for airlines. We can assess what variables are, are, are key to pay attention to in terms of maximizing profit, maximizing efficiencies, scenario sketching as to, you know, if this happens, then what will it look like? How do you need to react? So it's all about quality information to make quality decisions in a tough time like this. 
quality information is, is gold. Mm. That's how, how I think we could help. We could always also assist acquirers on uh, on a due diligence for an, for an aviation business. That's probably how we could help. It is a tough time, so we, we, we would always look to try and help as much as we can. You know, even with the airlines that we have helped, you know, there is a bigger picture here. To assist airlines and to assist the companies around South Africa, you know, it, it will assist the country as a whole. So we, we would look to help wherever we can. Okay, no, that, that's fantastic. So uh, if you are an aviation industry professional or executive, uh, you've just learned how to say corporate finance can assist you. And if you do wish to get in touch with Rowan and his team of experienced professionals, and especially those with the aviation sector experience, you could email corporatefinance, one word, at litsema.co.za. Visit uh, Litsema's website at www.litsema.co.za uh, to find out more about the corporate finance team. And also you can contact Rowan on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and message him directly then he will he will get back to you uh, Rowan thanks again uh, it's always been a pleasure chatting to you appreciate thanks, you coming Adam. on and uh, yeah. look forward to chatting to you again I, I wish you the best uh, the best of the day and, and I guess for the coming months uh, particularly within your work within the aviation sector thanks Adam likewise keep well no super um, and for those of you listening out there thanks again uh, for listening we will be back again next month with the next installment of Let's Emma Talks thanks again